The Minnesota Deer Hunters Association is your conservation organization. The mission is to protect the future of wild deer and deer hunting through habitat, education, advocacy, and legislation. Since 1985, MDHA has restored and or acquired and donated over 75,000 acres of public lands, sent over 15,000 youth through summer camps for hunter education and firearm safety, and represented your voice at the Capitol on hunting and conservation issues. MDHA's Hides for Habitat program recycles your harvested deer hide into quality habitat around Minnesota. To date, MDHA has collected over 1 million donated deer hides, raising over $5.9 million to preserve, enhance, and restore your public lands. To find Find an orange hide drop box near you or join your local chapter, visit mndeerhunters.com and join MDHA in protecting the future of deer and deer hunting in Minnesota. As hunters and conservationists, it's our responsibility to give back to the landscape we rely on. There's no better way to do that than join and support the Minnesota Deer Hunters Association. Visit mndeerhunters.com today. This episode of the Flush Podcast is brought to you by Federal Ammunition, Waltons, Nutrisource Pet Foods, Onyx Hunt, Aluma Trailers, the Minnesota Deer Hunters Association, and by North Dakota Tourism. My guest today is Jake Lindemann, owner of Chief Upland. Jake just announced last week his acquisition of Q5 Outdoor Products, makers of Upland hunting vests, clay shooting belts, and accessories. We'll find out why Jake acquired another company, what he plans to do with it, and new gear that he's working on to outfit the Upland world. Welcome to another episode of the Flush Podcast. I am Travis Frank. I'll be your host on what we believe to be roughly a one-hour tour through bird country. Brandon Morton drives the ship. He's a producer that usually makes me sound better than I deserve. Brandon, what are you most thankful for this year as we head into Thanksgiving? I could, I'm going to give the generic but very true answer uh, my partner. she's uh, She's got my back through everything and it's always good to have a supportive person there. So I'm going to say my partner and my family, which I think I probably said last year too. So <laughs> Yeah, I know. You're just reusing the same material. You got to dig in a little bit once in a while, my man. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a fairly reasonable response, to be honest. It is. It's acceptable. Um, Jake Lindemann, owner of Chief Upland, is our guest today. Jake, I'm going to ask you the same question. You can't say Kristen. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that because now I can use a different answer and I get two of them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Travis. I'm thankful for you having me on this podcast again. Uh, the Flush podcast is really incredible and I'm grateful to be here. Wow. Uh, well, that you, you're you just sucking up now. You don't have to do that. But thank you so much, <laughs> Jake. I sure appreciate that. Outside of being here today, what else are you thankful for? What else? I would just say, you know, with the recent news of our acquisition of Q5, thankful that God continues to light the path and open doors for us. There is yeah. no lack of opportunity in business, and uh, God helps us to see that. Well, you have an amazing attitude, and you just said it all right there, um, which is why I am grateful that I have the opportunity to have you back on the show this week. A week of thankfulness as we head into Thanksgiving. Um, you just are such a dang good man, Jake. And I appreciate your attitude. 
Um, I love everything about it. I know anybody that's ever talked to you or worked with you in any way would say the exact same thing. Um, I'm proud of you, all the hard work you've put in and all that you've accomplished. And I just, uh, I am glad that we get to call each other friends, but that um, you're working so hard for all of us bird hunters and giving us products and trying to make them better all the time and never resting on what you've already started. So we have a lot to get into today. I'll say, I'll answer the question as well, since neither one of you jumped in and asked me, even though I didn't give you the chance to do it. I feel like this hunting season has gone flying by. And time spent away from my family is tough sometimes. I'm grateful for the chances to get out and explore this amazing world and to be able to have this podcast to to talk to everybody on the TV show that we get to film and produce and the places we've gone and the people we've met and there's so much to be thankful for out there and through this hunting season it back home you know there have been friends of ours that have passed away young healthy people friends that I went to school with friends that I grew up hunting and fishing with and it's just such a gut punch, but also a reminder that if you're healthy, I'm healthy right now and I'm able to go do some so many things. I'm so grateful that each day I have the opportunity to just make the most of it. I'm so thankful for my family and my friends. And I mean, you guys already said all that and I, I echo that too, but my goodness, things can change so quickly. You know, and so when you're given the opportunity to get out and and experience something great, holy cow, don't 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 miss it. Don't pass on it because you just don't know what comes tomorrow. A, a friend was deer hunting a couple of weeks ago and he passed away in his deer stand. And I can't wrap my head around that, guys. I just can't. Wow. I just can't wrap my head around that. And he was not. He did not have health issues. He, there was no sign of anything. And that to me, I just, I look at what we have and I, I have to just say today I'm going to, I'm going to kick butt. <laughs> I'm going to just give it my all and I'm going to do the yes. same thing tomorrow. And I'm going to try to do it every single day. Jake, you live that life. I know you do. You've been that way since I met you years ago. It's the first time I talked to you. Um, so with that, I'll just I'll just say, you know, this Thanksgiving, don't take anything for granted. Just just enjoy it. Just enjoy what you have. If there's more that you want, that's fine. But what you have is enough. And we all have enough. And I'm trying to speak to myself here when I say this. I remind myself, I sent a message to my wife earlier today because I was just I was not emotional, but kind of emotional thinking about all that we have and our health and the ability to get out and, and make the most of it. And I don't want to miss these chances. I don't want to, I don't want to take any of it for granted. I just don't. So that's, that's what I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving season. And I'm going to spend it with my family and I hope everybody listening has loved ones that they get to share this time with. And if you get to get out and hunt, just enjoy it. Enjoy the walk for what it ends up being that day. Find something, a moment, an experience, a part of that day where you can pause and just say, 
<laughs> that pheasant won, and that's okay because something amazing happened that I'm taking out of the field. And I don't know about you guys listening right now, but for me growing up, Black Friday was never a day that I went into a box store. It was always a day that I went pheasant hunting. From the time I started pheasant hunting, Black Friday was, it's almost like a second opening day. And I know the fields are going to be busy out there. Make room for everybody. Enjoy it together. See if, you know, if somebody's at the parking lot and you're already pulling in, just ask them, hey, do you mind if we join you? I don't know if that'll work, but it might end up working to your advantage. And I hope you find a bird out there if you are getting out on Black Friday or this weekend. There's still a lot of hunting season left. It's flying by, but it's not over yet. We're going to make the most of it. Jake, thank you for making time in your busy schedule to talk with us. You know, when the announcement went out last week, I was in North Dakota with my son and uh, you and I were texting prior to it. So I knew it was coming, but I was so pumped for you, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And Travis, can I change my answer on the thankfulness question? Yeah, of course. What 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 you just what you just talked about um, in detail made me rethink my answer. And not only do we not know what tomorrow will bring, we don't know if we'll if we'll even have tomorrow. So whatever, if you were given one day to live, what would you do? And do that today. And for yeah. me, this week with Thanksgiving, um, I didn't talk about it publicly, but last spring I said my last goodbye to my grandpa twice. And he ended up pulling through and he's still here. And so this Thanksgiving, I'll be able to spend with him. This is a very good chance it could be the last. I have no idea, but I am super grateful. And that's going to make this Thursday really special. Mm. Enjoy it with him. Uh, that's, That's so great to hear. Well, the announcement went out last week that you acquired another company. You've always been an entrepreneur. Uh, I think you and I had our first conversation on this podcast, or your first interview, I should say, on this podcast, like what, two years ago or a little bit more than that, almost three now? Yeah, I actually looked back this morning. It was May of 2021. I couldn't believe it's been over two years already. (laughs) Wow. A lot has changed in in that amount of time, but... Um, yeah. you know, at the time when I interviewed you that first time, you talked about your path into this outdoor space and how it began, um, with, you know, you've always had the entrepreneurial, uh, background and just a drive to own your own businesses. And so you worked your way through multiple businesses to get to this point, but maybe just a quick recap, if somebody hasn't already heard that interview, just a, a quick summary of where you've gone to get to the point of owning Chief Upland, and then we'll get into your recent acquisition. Yeah, so my entrepreneurial journey started at a young age. I'll try to keep this quick, Um, but my dad actually, when he was 18, started his first business, and I beat him by a couple years and started my first when I was 16. And that was a skate and snowboard shop called 360 Board Shop, in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, where I, where I was born and raised and still live. Um, and then in college, I studied entrepreneurship, had an awesome entrepreneurship internship where I was managing um, overseas production for a brand called Dynatrap. We were making insect traps. Um, and then after a few years there, I moved back home uh, to Manitowoc and helped my dad run his business. So I was formally there about 10 years. 
And as a side hustle during that time, I was running a bow hunting e-commerce store with a couple friends. Um, and it was going okay. It kind of paid for us to go on some of our hunting trips, and but none of us were were making a living off of it. And I always knew that I wanted to have a brand of my own someday, and I was just looking for that right idea. So I've always been a big bow hunter, um, big bird hunter, and I started seeing this gap between how advanced my bow hunting gear was getting versus my bird hunting gear. And that really got my gears turning and sent me down this journey of creating a vest that's customizable for, for every bird hunter's style. So we launched that. Um, I started designing it in probably 2017, and we formally started selling in 2020 after a few years of prototyping. Um, and so now we've been, we've been fine-tuning what we have for a few years, and then uh, we, you know we always keep our eyes open for new doors, and, and this Q5 opportunity came up. So that's yeah. a quick story of how we got here. Yeah, I think a lot of people are familiar with the Chief Upland vests. If they watch our TV show, I've I've been wearing it for I think three or four years now, maybe something like that. Does that sound about right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Probably and since we first launched in 2020. Gosh, is it flown by? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Since yeah, exactly. I, I've got one of your first ones actually. I think, and um, you told me yeah, to stop. That, that, you told me to stop wearing it because I faded the colors out. <laughs> <laughs> and you that's not to say hard. that yeah but it like i so i do push it hard very hard but like i get comfortable with something and i might have something shiny that's exactly the same but i just like this is this is fits me good so i don't want to change yeah. anything and you know i do put a lot of miles on my equipment throughout hunting season in a lot of weather you know, not such great elements, but, um, I put things through the ultimate test and it held up just that I put it through so many tests and so many days out there that <laughs> the, the blaze orange wasn't as vibrant. Now that's not to say somebody listening right now should be upset because theirs isn't going to hold up. It's just that maybe I, I spend too much time out there. I don't know. Um, anyway, I've enjoyed wearing the, the vest, you know, I've, I've, told different stories about ways that, you know, like the gear that I, I carry out into the field with me, there's a pouch in the back and I have some tools in it. And I literally have been answering se since September, um, even this morning. So the incident happened in September in Canada where a dog got caught in a snare and I have a, mm -hmm. a Nipex wire cutters that I keep in the back pouch yeah. in in the back and i just walked up you know and grabbed the the cutters and i cut the dog out of the snare and you know i mentioned it on this show so it's just been a continuous thing where people are like which model nipex are you or wire cutters you know and and i only say that yeah. because like the the vest that i choose to wear i i have a lot of equipment beyond just hunting shells and a pair of leather gloves um you know, and I have had to carry dogs out of the field in the vest before. Um, so I've learned that that's very important to have a vest yes. that you can unstrap or unzip, wrap around a dog, and then put it over your shoulders for a long walk out. Um, every yes. time we walk into the field, there's a chance that something could go wrong. 
And I'm trying to be as prepared as possible. And the equipment that I bring with me is hopefully going to help in case of emergency. So far, it's proven to do that. And so your product that you're making is obviously helpful to me, which means it's helpful to other hunters that are out there pushing the limits like I am. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the, the dog carrying ability is something that we've never really pushed because I think you just don't always think about it because you don't wish it to happen. Um, but we've been hearing more and more stories where that has come in and really saved people to help them get their dog out of the field quick. Right. Yeah. And I, I think I'm not saying that you should do that with your dog before you go hunting the next time, but I mean, why not? See if your vest will do that. And if your vest doesn't do that, what are you going to do if you're a mile and a half from the truck? You know, think about that because the next time you go hunting, you might be that far away. And like the, the when accidents happen, they're accidents for a reason. You know, it's not like it's planned. You don't know when or where it's going to happen. So if you're not prepared, um, you know, I think it's worth repeating that you should take a little bit of time and think through some of the scenarios that could happen. If you have to carry your dog out, can you? Is your dog too big to, to hold in your arms? Um, you know, one of the, a dog that I put in the back was too big given the, the um, steepness of the terrain. I mean, it just, that was the best way to get that dog out. And uh, the dog is still hunting today and not saying it's because of it, but hey, that's part of it. So think about some of those things. And obviously, Jake, your, your vest, uh, you could tell people or promote that if you wanted, because I think it's truthful and helpful. Um, I do it here, so maybe I'm doing it for you, but it, it doesn't hurt to just remind people that that can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. We've seen, we've seen many pictures of customers using our vest in that way. And I would encourage somebody to try, um, put, it, put your dog in it just at home once. So if you have to do it under pressure, you know, with the clock ticking, you know exactly how your dog fits in there. Um, you know how to unzip the back of it and zip it back up to get the dog in there the best way and the quickest. And then carry your dog a little ways, you know, and you'll you'll notice that difference and how much easier it is to carry that weight versus carrying that with your arms. For sure. Absolutely. If you're looking for an awesome bird hunting adventure, then now is a great time to head to the state of North Dakota. Why? Well, this year, the state of North Dakota has reported that pheasant counts are up 61% from last year. The sharp-tailed grouse numbers are up 116%. And get this, the Hungarian partridge numbers have tied an all-time high that comes in at 200% above last year. I've already hunted in North Dakota this season, and I've seen these bird numbers for myself. Water levels are also up, which means the total number of wetlands are up. 76% above the long-term average. The state's breeding duck index was the 23rd highest on record this year. 39% above the long-term average at 3.4 million. All of these numbers mean that there are more ducks, more geese, pheasants, sharpies, and Hungarian partridge on the landscape. In North Dakota, you can experience an epic waterfall hunter in the peak of the fall migration and have the best upland hunt of your life all in the same day. I know this because I've done it myself. Start planning your world-class hunt in North Dakota at hellond.com. 
If you're an active outdoorsman or woman on the go, then odds are good that you have toys and equipment that you need to haul. Well, our friends at Aluma Trailers, they've got you covered. Their trailers are built by a hardworking team in Bancroft, Iowa, right here in the good old USA. They have models for all of your hauling needs, from ATV and UTV trailers to utility, snowmobile, motorcycle, car trailers, and even fully enclosed trailers like mine. Trust me when I say that Aluma Trailers tow gear like a dream. Their trailers are constructed out of lightweight, strong, corrosion-resistant aluminum, and they are 100% maintenance-free. Plus, they come with an industry-best five-year warranty. Visit alumaklm.com to find a trailer that fits your needs. The Onyx Hunt app is one of the most valuable hunting tools that I take into the field every day, and now that app is available in our vehicles. Yep, Onyx did it. They launched Apple CarPlay. That means when you plug your phone into your vehicle, you now have the option to open up the Onyx app right on the dash of your hunting rig. No more holding your phone while driving, which is obviously dangerous, and you get all of the same layers on your vehicle dash that you get on your phone. You can see the aerial view of your location while driving down the road, just like you'd see if you're using your own maps, apps, Waze, or Google Maps. Except now you can find out if the properties around you are open to the public, the landowner's name that owns the land. And if you're in North Dakota, you can see if that land is posted without even touching your phone. To use this feature, simply make sure your Onyx app is up to date. And if you're not an iPhone user, don't worry. Onyx is currently working on the same platform for Android phones too. Apple CarPlay, the latest incredible feature from Onyx Hunt. Always know where you stand and now where you drive with Onyx Hunt. Um, when is the busiest time of the year for you? Busiest would be pretty much today. Okay. Well, and I'm <laughs> taking uh, an hour out of your schedule. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I will try to cut it short oh. then. I'll, I'll, I appreciate your time. I don't want to take it. So why? No, what no. makes today so busy this time of the year as we approach is it Black Friday? I mean, it, it, we're in the heart of hunting season, so yeah. Is it yeah? Is it now when people are ordering, or is it you know pre-hunting season when people are getting their orders in? Yeah, well, I mean, there's some truth to that too. It's a very very seasonal business. Um, spring turkey helps take a little bit of the seasonality out of it, but really August and September are when people start thinking about upland hunting and gearing up for the season. Um, or even sometimes July, I guess, because seasons are already opening in September. Um, but this time of year, just I think with Black Friday and Christmas coming, people are just thinking about what they need to buy, looking for new products and deals, and um, also being out in the field and realizing maybe they went on a new trip this year and realized that they're, the vests they're using now isn't going to cut it for them anymore going forward. So people are learning new things as they hunt and learning they need or want to upgrade their gear. Um, so yeah, between peak hunting season and the holidays, it's just crazy right now. Mm -hmm. So the, the Chief Upland Vests are, how many different models do you have? We have just the over-under vest system, but we have it in five different colorways and three different sizes. Okay. So, and but it's all customizable. That's what I was going to say. For somebody that maybe hasn't seen it yet, it's a very customizable vest and everyone has their own favorites. I have mine in the way that I wear, you know, everything from my GPS uh, remote to where I want the shells and the water and everything else like that. I mean, 
you can explain, Jake, in a little bit more detail about the vests if you'd like. I know a lot of people have seen it, and if they've followed this podcast, they've heard us talk about it plenty. Um, but maybe give us a quick overview of your vest. Are you the chief upland side? And then we're going to jump into the acquisition side. Yeah, so our, our over-under vest system, um, it's fully customizable based on the military-style Molly system. And one thing that makes it even more unique is that it's front-loading. So the game bag wraps all the way around your hips. So you can, you can front-load a bird and push it around to the back um, instead of having to try to twist your arm behind your back and, and sneak the bird in there. You can, you can get it started and see where you're loading it right on your, right on your hip. Um, and we sell five or six different attachments, um, two different ammo pouches, an electronics pouch, water bottle pouches, uh, gun stock rest, and people can pick and choose what they want to use on the vest to really customize it to their style of hunting. Um, even you're even able to change those pouches between hunts. If you're going on, if you're traveling somewhere else, hunting a different species and you want to change up what you're using. So super customizable that way and extremely ergonomic, which was a huge focus in our design to get that weight transferred to your hips rather than on your neck and shoulders. Um, so the waist belt really cinches down on your hips right around your navel. And that allows you to carry all that weight close to your center of gravity and not have it pulling down um, so that you don't have a sore back at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think, you know, just just the last hunt that I was on, I had five birds in the back, pheasants, sharptail, and Hungarian partridge. Um, Beautiful. You know, and yeah, it was amazing. And to have that many birds in the back, uh, just the way that they don't sag down, you know, because if you're a long ways away, some vest where the pouch sags down too far, uh, you just, it, if it's bumping the back of your legs when you walk like that just wears yeah. you down you do not want that yeah. so i like that it rides high that's an important thing um the distribution on my shoulders and my and my waist i mean that's obviously you touched on it that's a very big deal i think anybody that puts a, a heavy load in the back hopefully you're walking out of the field with birds in the bag you're going to be pleased with the way that you're carrying the extra weight out of there there's also a zipper in the back that has the tool pouch that I use. You can do a water bladder in the back if you want. Um, but there's room for, you know, like I'll start out with when it's cold and I'll have a vest on or something and then I'll take that off and put it in the back. And that stays separate from the bloody birds that I'm putting in there, which is nice so that I don't have a bloody vest when I take it out when I get back yeah. to the truck. Yeah. So, it, yeah. I mean, all around, it's it's just a very well-built, very nice vest. And I'm pleased with it. So it leads me to wonder what's going through your mind when you decide to buy a company that makes a hunting vest, Jake? <laughs> well, as much as, as much as our vest can accomplish, there's still, um, there it's never perfect for every single person on the planet. And with the Q5 acquisition, we found that we could kind of fill some gaps um, for people that hunt in, whether it's a certain geographic region, a certain species, um, it just, it serves a different purpose, really. And my goal is to have vests that can meet the demands of for these different purposes 
but still have pouches that can um, be moved between all of them. So instead of having to have two completely different vest systems for two completely different hunting scenarios, you could have two different vest bases, but use your pouches would be compatible between all of them. Can you give me um, an example of, of what that would look like? Yeah, so like, for example, our ammo pouches, um, we have a waterproof ammo box and we have a quick grab ammo pouch. If you're using those on your over-under vest, say in South Dakota on a cold weather hunt, the our over-under vest has a lot of capacity, um, but there are people that that think it's a little bit warm for a warmer weather state. So you can use that on your South Dakota hunt. And if you're later this winter, you're going to go to Arizona to chase quail or something like that, you could pull out a Q5 vest that has a fully mesh back. It's super breathable. Um, maybe not quite as customizable as our over-under vest system and not quite the storage of like the backpack area, mm-hmm. um, but still plenty to go around. So you could take your pouches off your over-under vest and put them onto the Q5 vest um, and then take that on your Arizona trip. So, so that's kind of the idea of where we're heading with it all. Gotcha. So the the Molly system is going to transfer into the uh, the Q5 system? Yes. Yep. We will... It's early um, in the in the process, but... We will, one way or another, make the Molly pouches compatible between both. Um, they actually are already to some extent. The way that the Q5 belt is set up, you can pass our pouches through them to install them. I just would like to see them be a little bit more secure on there. So we may do like a similar laser cut style Molly system on that belt. Um, but those are all things that we'll be working through over the next few months and making that all compatible. I, I think, you know, I've worn a lot of different vests and I think the quick, the magnetic pouches that you have on there, the quick grab pouches, like everything should be that way. Honestly, I just think those are the best pouches to access, but also keep your equipment safe, not wet. Like those front pouches, I I mean, I've talked to you about this when we were in Alaska, like I took them off and I put them on the Eberly stock vest because those Eberly stocks vests allowed us to put our trekking poles, our camping supplies, yeah. everything that we needed. But I also was able with the Bali system, take the the pouches and everything, the water bottle holder and all that stuff and put it onto the other vest too. Like it's just so handy to have that option. And then the guys up there were like, dude, that's exactly what we've needed this whole time. <laughs> like, I know, I yeah. know. And sometimes you stumble onto it by necessity. Um, you know, and in that yeah. situation, like the, that is not an average bird hunt. Like that is just not, I mean, the fact that you need to have enough survival gear to make it for a couple of days and you know, that many changes of clothes and cooking supplies and first aid kits and dog kits. And like most people bring that stuff into the, they leave it at the truck, you know, but we were 18 miles away. So it's like, no, you, you're bringing it with. And so yeah. to, to have a big camping pack on your back and, um, you know, the, the system that that Eberly stock vest has, but then also incorporate the bird hunting side of it in the front. It's just like the perfect yeah. mix. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's the cool thing about the Molly pouches too. I mean, you can use them on a backpack if you want to. Anything that has us, you know, our pouches are based on a standard Molly spacing. Um, so you can really put them on anything. And I did a couple of years ago, I was hunting mule deer in Wyoming and I did the same thing. I had a frame pack I had on, mm-hmm. but I put a quick grab and an electronics pouch on the belt of my backpack. So I had my phone ready to, ready to go in the electronics pouch. And then I had um, ammo and gloves in my quick grab pouch. So are you going similar to, to, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say similar to that is how you'll be able to have these pouches compatible between different vest styles for different types of hunting. Well, let's break down the, do you call it quillamine? Is that, am I pronouncing yes. it correct? Okay. Yep, quillamine. And what's it, what's the Q5 versus quillamine? Is that the same? Um, so quillamine, Q5 and quillamine used to be separate brands. Um, and uh, Dan Priest had started Q5 back in 2011 and which I'm, Dan's a good guy. I'm happy to call him a friend. Um, he ended up acquiring Quillamine, I think in 2012, shortly after he launched Q5. So he, he kept that Quillamine name. Um, and actually I think it was the two partners kind of worked together for a while and then it ended up just being Dan after a couple of years. So it's really been a part of Q5 for at least 10 years, but before that, it was a separate brand. Gotcha. Everything, uh, well, maybe not everything, but like where where was Q5's headquarters and where does it go now? Q5, when Dan launched it, was in Arizona. There was another owner a handful of years ago, also in Arizona, and then it changed hands even again and move to Texas. So we are now actually the fourth owner of it. Um, and we've already moved all of it up to Wisconsin. So we'll be, we'll be merging the two brands over time. Um, everything will, will come under the Chief Upland brand and all of it will be based out of Wisconsin. Gotcha, the, so, oh, sorry, keep going. The Q5 and Quillamine vests and pouches are all made in USA. And that's another really cool aspect of it. And we're going to, we're going to keep it that way. Gotcha. I apologize for jumping over the top of you. There's just a slightest delay in our internet here. So, um, when I think you're done speaking, I end up talking and then you're not done. And then I find out once you've talked, so I apologize (laughs) for stepping on your toes. I never meant to do that. So you're going to, if people in a year or two search Q5 centerfire vest, it's actually going to show up as a chief upland centerfire vest. You're going to you're going to phase out the names? Yeah, uh, to some extent. We we may always keep Q5 in the model name um, just so people continue to make that connection and maybe an ode to the, to the classic brand Q5. Um, but those are all things that we can work through in the future. But I don't, I don't want to be running two businesses and two brands and two websites. It really just, we want to bring it all under one brand so that we can really serve people the best and we're not getting pulled in different directions. Yeah, that makes sense. So walk us through a couple of these different vest options here that you now have. I'm assuming you've, you've tested them out, you've put them on, you've fallen in love with them, found things you like, found things you didn't like. Uh, walk us through what, what makes these really good vest for, in your opinion? Yeah, so the, the Q5 Centerfire is probably the most popular of all of those. 
Um, and it's got a mesh back. It's It's got a, it has an air mesh waist belt that has some padding similar to like a high-end hiking backpack. So that really transfers the weight to your hips nice. And then the game bag itself, um, it ha it's just super breathable mesh against your back. So this is, in, you know, since Q5 started in Arizona, it's, it's really geared for that warm weather hunter. So it's very, very breathable, very lightweight. Um, it's also built out of 1,000 denier Cordura fabric, which our over-under vest also is. Mm -hmm. So from a durability standpoint, it's right, it's right on par with our products. Um, and then the, the Centerfire has two zipper pouches on each side of the game bag and a zippered storage pouch on the back of it. Um, and then the ammo pouches, water bottle pouches, there's a day pack accessory. Those are all um, customizable too. Like you can pick and choose what you want to put on the vest and where you want to place it. Um, so then the Rimfire vest is basically a, a more minimal version of the center fire. If you don't need all of that storage, if you're not going to be that far away from the truck, um, it's a little bit, just a little bit smaller of a game bag and a, and a little bit lighter. So that brings the price point of it down a little bit. So it's just, it's a very similar vest. It uses the same belt as the center fire. So it just depends on if you really need the fully loaded features of the center fire or if the rim fire is enough for you. You can save a few bucks on that model. And then the, um, the quillamine stuff is really a more classic style strap vest where the shoulder straps are webbing um, and the game bag isn't necessarily structured. It's, it's expandable through some snap features. Um, but it's more of that classic style vest that's going to hang really, really slim behind you. Um, and typically better if you're not needing to carry a lot of weight on your hips and you're more, more of a minimalist hunt. You're going to have some quail in the bag and a handful of shells. You're not carrying a box or two boxes of shells or something like you might on a pheasant hunt. Um, and then beyond the quillamine stuff, um, we also now have a clay shooting belt and a training belt system. So that's something that we haven't had before other than our over-under vest also works great for training. Um, but if you want a more minimal style training belt, then we've got that option now too through this acquisition. So last week before I was taking my son out hunting, we were looking at his vest and I broke his zipper on it. I feel terrible about it. Um, it's just a very <laughs> basic orange vest, you know, for kids. It's hard to find one that fits a, a nine-year-old size, you know. And you were you were texting me about this um, having an option for him, you know, yeah. based on this on the new company that you bought. But which one would fit a child the best here? If you had to outfit a kid to go hunt, um, I would probably go with either the Rimfire or the San Carlos vest. The Rimfire is going to have that more square structured game bag. Mm -hmm. um, the San Carlos vest is going to hang more flat and it's not going to have structure to it. So it, it would be preference on the game bag style for that. Um, but the belts are interchangeable on the vest. So, well, there's a Q5 belt and there's a Quillamine belt. 
And that's an opportunity I think that we'll look at making it all one belt instead of two different belts. Um, they're very, very similar, but the clip style on them is a little bit different. But I think we can streamline that um, to be more compatible between them all. Got but it. yeah, this small, there's a small belt size that can cinch down pretty far. Um, I need to do some more measuring and testing with it for youth, but we may look to even make a belt that's smaller yet for youth hunters um, that would be interchangeable with these vests too, where you could really swap out the belt size on a vest. Like Travis, you could use the vest, and then if your son wanted to use it, you could swap out the belt, and then he could use the same one. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm always looking for things for my kids, and, you know, like, as a, you know, a male hunter, I feel like we have the most options of anybody. But then mm -hmm. female hunters have a little bit less, kids have even less than that. And obviously mm -hmm. I understand why, um, you know, it's hard to fit everybody. And then the, you know, the children, most kids don't start hunting until they're, you know, in their teens. And at that point they'll fit into a small adult size pretty easily. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting trying to outfit my kids for the right gear, you know, so we're, we're always looking and trying to figure out what works best for them. Um, but I, I'm, yeah, I'm just scrolling through the options here. And I mean, there's, there's obviously just, there's a whole lot of options now that you're, you're offering. Jake, I have to wonder, you know, like why, why acquire a company when you've got the capabilities, you've proven you can design your own. Why didn't you just design your own? Was there a patent that you didn't want to infringe on? or something that made it easier or more efficient or cost-effective to acquire the company versus just create your own? Um, no, nothing with patents, really. It just, I, I have been wanting to, to design something uh, more of an ultralight vest system. Um, and really, I just, I found out that Q5 may be um, looking to get acquired. And so I really just went down that path and I could design my own products that way, but it takes a long time. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's, I, I can't just draw it on paper and then have it in production next month. You know, it's usually a 12 to 18 month process to design and launch something new, if not longer, wow. um, depending on how well the prototyping goes mm -hmm. and the field testing and all that. So I got really intrigued by the Q5 opportunity because it's a vest system that's been proven since 2011. And I think, you know, when Q5 launched in 2011, it was a really state-of-the-art product. And it's stayed popular, um, but we're advancing gear faster and faster nowadays. And I just saw the Q5 as a, as a really solid product that we can build on even further. And to me, we probably saved that 12 to 18 months of development by jumping into this acquisition. Gotcha. Well, congrats on that. Um, I do know that, well, big congrats. I'm not trying to you know, say anything. I'm not trying to <laughs> really you. shout Thank it out. You. Yes. Congratulations. You know how pumped I am for you. Um, you've also been working on some other, like you've been working, we've been texting sort of back and forth for the last year on some other items that you've been working on what else have you got in the mix or in the works 
can you release yeah. any of it yet or is it still like I ha- not available I haven't yet? yet. I haven't yet, Travis, but I will right now. Um, I'll go in order here of probably when these new products will launch. So a lot of upland bird hunters are also turkey hunters, including myself. And I've been working, well, we've sold our over-under vest as we've had a turkey bundle for a few years. It's a, it's a great turkey vest the way it is, but it really got me to dialing in turkey-specific features of the vest and turkey-specific pouches. So we actually, we partnered up with Mossy Oak and we're going to do, we'll have a fully licensed, full camo version of the vest um, with a few different features to it. Yeah. Um, And even even further, um, we partnered up with NWTF and we are going to include a one-year NWTF membership with the purchase of every vest. So it's it's going to be basically co-branded with Mossy Oak and NWTF, and we will be launching it this winter. We will be at the NWTF trade show in February. People can come and see them. That'll be in Nashville. Um, that's a couple weeks before Pheasant Fest, which we'll also be at. So it's going to really, really change the game for turkey vests, I believe. That's awesome. Yeah, I've used the um, the, the over-under, you know, the, the earth tone, the green and brown colored one for the last couple of yep. years. And yeah, yep. I mean, it just, it makes sense to make a vest just specifically for turkey hunting because there are just certain things like with your slate call, your box call, um, you know, mouth calls, exactly. things like that. But like to be able to, and I, I don't know what, what you have in mind as far as like your pouch options. Is there anything that might hook a decoy or your seating or your pad or like, what do you, can you yeah. kind of describe it a little bit? Yeah. So like you said, I used to carry my pot call pouches in like my waterproof ammo box. I just, the ammo pouches are also great miscellaneous storage. So I made it work and it still worked good. Um, but now we'll have a dedicated, uh, pot call pouch, a mouth call pouch. Um, we'll have a multi-purpose pouch that's going to fit a box call or strikers or even like a thermocell. Um, and then it's also going to have a flip down, a Molly attachable flip down seat. So, and the seat is going to be really innovative in that when you flip it up, you don't have to try and attach it on your back. Like you're not trying to twist your arms around to buckle it together or something like that. Yeah. The straps, since our vest wraps around your, your hips really nice and has that Molly system. When you flip the seat up, there's actually two Molly straps on it that you can, um, it'll clip to your sides, almost by your sternum. So you're you're not fumbling behind you to try and clip that seat up. So you can really do it on the fly for a good run and gun style turkey vest. That's awesome. I can't wait to see this thing. When did you say it was yeah. going to come out this winter? Yeah, this winter. Well, uh, the NWTF show is in mid-February, so we'll for okay. sure have them there. Um, we may open up pre-orders before that show. Um, that's something we'll be deciding here in the next month or so. Awesome. The flush. So fast, it hardly seems real. So vivid, the moment freezes in time before erupting in a blur of spurs and feathers. 
It's why we changed the way upland loads are built with Prairie Storm. Exclusive flight control flex wad technology and a mix of copper plated lead and flight stopper pellets combine to create dense, deadly shot strings through any choke. Longer shots, more power, fewer missed birds. Only from Federal. Now is a great time to make the most of all that tasty meat you harvested. Maybe it's time to try a new recipe, sprinkle on a new seasoning, or make your own jerky and sausage. Trust me, it's not that hard to do, and it can be fun for the whole family. It doesn't matter what you harvested or what you want to prepare with it. Walton's has you covered. Walton's has everything but the meat. That's their motto. Walton's.com has everything, and I mean everything you need to process and prepare your meat. Plus, they have an online community called Meatgistics that's full of recipes and meat processing information. The sky's the limit, my friends. You don't have to be a pro to cook like one. Head to Walton's.com today and enjoy meat processing season. Thankfully, it's a season that never ends. A healthy dog is a happy dog, and a dog's optimal health ultimately starts with an optimal diet. That's why I trust Nutrisource Performance Dog Food to keep Daisy healthy and running to her full potential. Nutrisource now has a full circle feeding plan that can help your dog achieve their full potential too. The full circle feeding plan revolves around their entire lineup of Nutrisource dog foods that contain their good for life system. The Nutrisource good for life system is packed with probiotics, prebiotics, and proprietary minerals that work together to support your dog's heart health and gut health. By combining this system and all of their dry foods and wet foods, you can rotate carbs and proteins like chicken, beef, fish, and lamb to meet and exceed your dog's needs and accelerate their natural desire to eat. Plus, their toppers like kombucha add even more health benefits for our dogs. Learn more about Nutrisource dog foods and the benefits of their full circle feeding plans at NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Um, and then anything else you're working on? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I only know um, this because you mentioned I, a couple of other things that you had in the works and I thought, yeah, hey, maybe I could yeah. pry it out of you right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know how busy I am. It's I not do. for no reason. Yep. So, um, yeah, we're actually, we're working on brush pants and a couple different upland hunting jackets. So I was actually, um, in October, I was out in South Dakota for the pheasant hunting opener, and I got to test all of them out on a three-day trip there, which was awesome. So I was looking at your pictures, and I was just like squeezing in on the image to see if I could see any <laughs> of these new products. You yeah, you didn't have them in your pictures. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, we got a few comments like that because I alluded to field testing products during the trip, and everyone's like, "Oh, I'm zooming in to see what's new." Yeah. But no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't put too much of it in the pictures. <laughs> Um, well, when are the, but, when are the brush pants coming out? So our, our goal is to have them at Pheasant Fest, which will be in Sioux Falls. I believe March 1st will be the first day of that show. So we'll have pants and jackets launching there. I think um, I need to field test them beforehand so that I can tell people <laughs> that they're good or not. Are there any that are going to be available before Pheasant Fest? <laughs> I, the hard thing with field testing is is it's hard to make samples in so many sizes, especially with pants. So are you saying making I'm short? The are in, you saying I'm short, well, Jake? Just come out and well, say it already. <laughs> if you're you short, I'm short, size, Travis. <laughs> oh my goodness. You don't have, well, I'll fit in whatever you're wearing. We're pretty it, similar in size. We got to be pretty close. 
Mm-hmm. I'll uh, if we like get six, anything two, sooner, I will one, let you know. One eighty, full head of hair. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's that's my build too. Yeah, muscular chest, tight abs, right? Yes, very. Yeah. Yes, chisel, <laughs> very chisel. <laughs> so I, if they fit you, then they'll fit me. Clearly, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's we've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline it's going to be 2024 is going to be a big year for us and i am excited to share it with everybody yeah well we're excited for you i love everything that you guys have put out there i know you put a lot of thought into it i like your style it's just very modern it's a very good look and whatever i have a hat or something that you guys have made you and kristen have designed i bring it home and my wife's like "Ooh!" and the next time i walk by she's wearing it or one of my kids have it on <laughs> so I have to go into their rooms to find something so I can put it on when I go like I have a lot of hats and what someday oh, I'm bet. gonna line I'm gonna line them all up but she looks at me and she's like more hats <laughs> well yeah <laughs> yeah I mean and I'll wear it for a while and then all of a sudden it disappears and she's wearing and then but I still keep them all, almost all of them. And someday I'm going to just like put them out in the front yard and just take a picture and see how many I really have. Because right now they're in like, <laughs> in a, anyway, I'm rambling at yeah. this point, but I like your style. I know, I know That's that what I'm battle. trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You didn't. I'm you still didn't looking for a, a way to actually store all the hats. It never, it's never possible to organize them all. No. And you don't want to bend them. Because, you know, if you're not, you can fold the back in on a baseball cap and it stays the right shape. But if it gets pressure on the bill at the wrong angle and pretty soon it's tweaked and you don't want that, that's no good. Nobody wants that. And then the top is caved in and uh, you can't you just don't yep. want to just don't touch the hats. Leave the hats alone. Yep. <laughs> um, what are what when you said hunting jackets like. And you didn't really talk much about that. Like, what what are you thinking for jackets? Is there like a waterproof or what are you thinking there? Yeah, so I'm looking at doing a, well, actually three different jackets, early, mid, and late season. So early season will be, well, all of them will be very breathable. All of them will be um, treated with DWR. So ha- they'll have some waterproofness to them or water resistance at a minimum. Um and really being durable. There's so many jackets out there. I think, you know, a lot of people even end up just wearing hoodies. Like there's, it's hard to find good upland jackets that are breathable, durable, and waterproof. It's hard to do all three together. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're trying to get as close to that as we can. So, um, yeah. Well, the one thing that I think I texted you about, and we didn't communicate back and forth on this, but um, I have this orange puffy vest and I have worn it for, I don't know, five or six years. And it's just like, if it's a little chilly out, you know, it keeps your core warm, but yet it folds up and I can stuff it in the back of my vest if I, when it warms up a little bit. And it just has mm-hmm. gone with me forever. And I can't find anybody that makes an orange puffy vest like that. And I have, I can't even count how many people have asked me where I got it. And I tell them, I'm like, it was a gift from Federal years ago. And Federal doesn't even have any left. And it's a blaze <laughs> of orange puffy vest. So Jake, I'm telling you, based on all the feedback that I have gotten over the years, 
if you make an orange puffy vest, that it will sell. I'm telling you, it will sell because there's a high demand for it out there. It's got to be Blaze Orange. You can put your logo right on it. And I think it would just be a great addition to all the other products that you sell. And if Got it's it. too much, then then I, I do understand. But that's just my my plea to you in, in your future product launches that maybe, just maybe, that, that'll come out too. I just wrote it down, Travis. So the people have been heard. <laughs> all right. All right. You, I will when say, it comes um, out. Yeah, I will say our... Our mid-season jacket we're designing—it's um, not gonna have—it's not gonna have an insulated vest to it, but the core is gonna be—it's uh, gonna have a fleece backing, and then the sleeves will be lighter weight. So it's kind of the cool thing about a hunter designing it for upland hunting—is like I want that warmth on my on my core, especially on my front side to block wind but I don't necessarily need all that warmth in the sleeves and I don't necessarily need all that warmth in the back because you usually have a vest on. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the route we're going with our mid-season jacket where it's kind of a vest and jacket two in one and really built to be worn with an upland vest. Interesting. Well, I can't wait to see that along with everything else. Jake, I appreciate it. Uh, Please tell Chris and I say hi. Congratulations on the acquisition and just all the success that you've had. I know a lot of people have been wearing Chief Upland vests and I've heard from a lot of them, um, you know, and they love what you're doing. So keep it up. I can't wait to see what you do next. And most importantly, enjoy the time this weekend with your grandpa, with your family. And I hope you get out in the field and maybe get a few more birds. I, I think you've got one deer tag left, right? I do have one buck tag left. Yeah. But no room in the freezer? No. Well, I filled my Wisconsin archery buck tag. And then three days later, I filled my Minnesota archery tag. But I do still have a gun buck tag for Wisconsin. So maybe that'll happen this weekend. There you go. Well, good luck to you, my friend. And we will stay in touch. We will be back next week with another episode of the Flush Podcast. Podcast.